Welcome to Missing Mystic Falls, where we cast a critical eye over every single episode of the hit CW show, The Vampire Diaries. I'm Kath, and I'm joined as always with my co-host, Ellie. Hello, hello. And then we are also joined by someone who refused to repent original sin, Alice. (laughs) (laughs) The facts keep getting weirder and weirder. (laughs) I'm dying to know what people think about you, Alice. (laughs) We don't have time to go into that because today we are talking about season two, episode one, The Return, which first aired on the 9th of September 2010. The episode was written by Kevin Williamson and Julie Pleck and directed by Jay Miller Tobin, um, who's directed episodes before. And this is the first of three episodes he directs this season. Catherine Pierce has arrived and shit has hit the fan. While our high school gang grapple with the fallout of the season one finale, Catherine's arrival sends Stefan and Damon on a path to find out what she wants, why she's back, and how much of a threat is she to the people they love. They don't do very well in finding that out, I will say. (laughs) No. Well, they don't answer any of those questions. I think they answer the threat at the end quite well, but they don't they don't answer it. <laughs> she yeah. kindly gives them the answer. Yeah. So we're on season two. Yes. So good. <laughs> Can't believe we've got here. It's great. I was just like beaming watching it. And it, do you know what? It was really great because I was watching it on my commute to work, which is normally a very sad time. But I was living, <laughs> living the best time <laughs> instead of watching season two. It's such a good start to the series. I really struggled to stop watching. Like, I was really struggling not to go, next, next. <laughs> it's a hard season finale, a season finale, season, like, premiere to walk because you kind of have to... Normally, you, like, reintroduce the characters and, like, reset the scene. And I think it actually did do that while still not holding the audience's hand for, like, one second <laughs> because it starts, like, at a 10. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because it also starts off exactly where it left off, which I think is a clever way to bring you back to what's just happened whilst also not having to you know rehash the whole thing oh a million percent and I think they they do things like the conversation between Catherine and John in the kitchen like Nino Dofra does some actions where he's like asking where's Jeremy and you can tell Catherine's listening because she can hear and I feel like that is a little bit of a nice like hint of oh it's it's Catherine it's not Elena like she does kind of some vamp things yeah so I I, I re when I after the end of the episode I rewatched the end of season one. So they've definitely reshot both bits. They reshot Elena coming into the house and they reshot uh, Catherine and John. Like it's they didn't just reuse the old bit of season one a hundred percent. They like re redid it, and you can quite easily tell because Elena has like quite a bad wig on when she's coming into the house. Oh, your wig are <laughs> You're very good at that. <laughs> yeah, I'm always on the lookout. My question, sorry to go off on a tangent already. When Catherine's listening, when John's like, where's Jeremy? Do you think Catherine can tell Jeremy has like just ODed when she's listening? (laughs) Or does she, like, that's what I wanted to know. I feel like maybe not. Can you, well, he didn't OD. So like, what would she actually have heard? Yeah, I couldn't work out because obviously Stefan says the vampire blood actually helped like heal him. So would she have just heard him sleeping or... Yeah. What's his heart doing something funny? Like I couldn't, I wouldn't know. So I think he, he didn't take enough drugs to OD. Yeah. I think he took enough to like make him really ill, but not die. But then because it wasn't enough to kill him. He healed himself. Basically healed. Yeah. On Jeremy, when Elena comes in and she sees that Uncle John's been stabbed and is bleeding on the ground, she literally abandons him bleeding <laughs> to go check on Jeremy. <laughs> I wrote that down as well. Like she had called the ambulance, but yeah, once she realizes some like a vampire's been in, she's like, screw John, his fingers are cut off, he's been stabbed. Like, screw him. I just need to check on my brother, which shows the level of hatred everyone feels for yeah. John. You know what? I'm I'm with her, to be honest. <laughs> we we had quite a few cliffhangers at the end of the last episode, and it does resolve a few of them pretty damn quickly because like a big thing on the end of the last episode was like oh maybe jeremy's becoming a vampire and then it's like oop no he's not stefan looked into his eyes and could tell he wasn't one like so quickly 
it was just like, can you do that? Can you tell? No, they they can't. They can never tell who's a vampire or not because they're always surprised. The only person can tell is Bonnie. So why does mm. Stefan know for sure? Yeah. The things they do of like what vampires can and can't do. Like I thought this episode in particular as well, like the stuff with vamp hearing, they change all the time. Like sometimes they can hear absolutely everything. And I felt in this episode, all the vampires were surprised by like different people coming into the house. Like surely yeah. Catherine could have heard Elena coming in. And when Catherine and Stefan are having that fight, surely they both could have heard Damon and Elena like coming yeah. in and yet they're both surprised. And I'm just like, pick pick a side. Either they can hear everything or they can't. <laughs> it has to be one or the other. No, and I, one of the other cliffhangers as well was like, oh my God, Catherine and Elena are in the same house. Like, what's Catherine going to do? And she just watches her and then leaves. Yeah. <laughs> She'd already, yeah. We'd already actually seen what she'd done in the last episode. She stabbed John and then just wandered off. I also feel like the John cliffhanger, he's in hospital. He's fine. Well, not fine, but you know, as fine as fine can be in the situation. That's also pretty quickly resolved. Um, and Caroline, oh no, that takes a little bit longer to resolve. That's yeah. So we hospital. go, yeah. So we go to the hospital, and um, Liz and Damon in there. And first of all, how dare Damon comfort Liz about Caroline? Like after what he did to her, I was so furious. And also, Honestly. what does Liz think is Damon and Caroline's relationship? Because she knows they dated. Yeah. How how is she friends with him? This is actually wild because he was an older guy who dated and I think Liz would have pretty much known like it was a one-way power in that relationship. Well, she Caroline's underage. She's underage. Exactly. Like, she knew it was like against the law. She's a police officer. And she's just like, oh yeah, Damon. <laughs> the fact that she like called Damon, he was like, Liz, I came as soon as I got the message. Like, why is she calling Damon? Because her daughter's in the hospital and stuff like that. And then also there's so many things I did also feel really sorry for Liz though because when she was like I know Richard's not a vampire I've known him my whole life and it's like oh Han your best friend's a vampire (laughs) 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 who has also abused your daughter like the same yeah Yeah. Liz needs more friends she needs a lot more friends she she needs better friends (laughs) so within that we find out that Caroline might actually be dying and uh, that's when Damon offered, and Elena's reaction to Caroline dying is very like low key. This is the same woman who like cries on the floor, like when her boyfriend breaks up with her. When she hears Caroline's dying, she's just like, "Oh no!" And also, she does. She's the one who's against using the vampire blood, which I understand. It's like a moral dilemma, but she's just like, "No." Is it a moral dilemma? Because like, I look fair enough. Egg on their face. She did die, but she was very. <laughs> you know what I mean like if things had just gone to pan she would have just been healed and been okay I feel like it'd be a moral dilemma for someone like John Gilbert but I feel like it wouldn't be a moral dilemma for Elena she's dating vampires she's seen this work like surely it's a no-brainer for her whereas it's it's a no-brainer for Bonnie who hates vampires but like I do think I do think the rate at which people die at Mystic Falls like leaving someone (laughs) for 24 hours with blood with blood in their system even though like it can, you you could take a chance, but risky I think you business. know it's fairly it's fairly risky. But they should have at least had her supervised. They just leave it, especially like it is really stupid. They know Catherine's around. I guess they just don't think no one cares about Caroline because like they it took her way too long to be put on Vervain when they knew she was in an abusive relationship with Damon. So That's I don't think cool. they really care. I did love um, I loved all the body Damon interactions this episode, but I loved when. Uh, he was like oh will this make us square and she was like no but you'll do it anyway for elena (laughs) and it's in the same conversation where damon damon still thinks it's elena that he kissed and he's like trying to talk about it and she's like what what Mm -hmm. and then when she's talking to jenna and puts the piece and he puts the pieces together i quite enjoy that oh you've got to be kidding me (laughs) that was great i loved him working it out i also think they on the interactions, I think they build it up really well to what happens at the end in terms of all the little things that are being said. Oh, you'll do it for Elena. This, this, that. Like, there's little comments throughout the whole episode that lead up. Well, compared to Damon, who was like completely fooled, when Stefan and Catherine come face to face, he like instantly knows it's Catherine. And I loved that. 
I li- I loved him just being like straight away like because he goes in rough he's not even like oh he's unsure he like grabs her and goes like full vamp and it's like oh you you 110 you know this is not your girlfriend but what I did enjoy like that it looked like it was quite an even fight for a while and then Catherine just takes Stefan down like I think it was quite clear you could see she was just enjoying the sparring because like she just like does a little flick of her arm and he's on the floor and she's gone god yeah. I love Catherine she's great we have to give it up for Catherine this episode she's such a fucking menace like she's just going around town like causing anarchy having a great time i love it also she knows how to make an entrance like i feel like when she arrives like the lockwood's heart she's just she's so great she's just walking around with a glass of wine having some food why does everyone fancy matt though no this is a thing Catherine always comments on how attractive matt is like she this episode starts her weird obsession with talking about how fit matt is and again he's a perfectly good looking chap you know but on this show it's crazy that he's the one she talks about how attractive he is all the time honestly and he's like not that good of a guy Catherine, no. I think like a bit more about that as well because I feel like it's all about this sort of because she calls him Maddie Blue Eyes or something like that, and I think it's almost this kind of like oh sweet innocent Matt is almost like I think obviously in a like he's also good looking way, but I think it's also about his whole persona that like throughout the whole series I think they have people going like oh Matt, and it's just I, not he's not an all guy. I think that is part of it, but honestly on this rewatch like watch out for it because Catherine is fucking horny for Matt always she is always talking about how attractive he is but that's actually with with Al's point do you think it's almost like a throwback to Damon because Damon when he was human was like probably a Matt equivalent Mm. would you say so do you think there's almost something there but like I'm with you I don't I don't don't get the appeal that Matt has with Catherine like Catherine has for Matt like I don't get it but it's there all the time i also really love just with Catherine and lena and that scenes like where she's Catherine to stefan and they're going around the table and talking and matt appears and she like flits into elena and she's like matt how are you but i think with nina you can always tell so clearly when it's elena when it's Catherine, and when it's Catherine being elena, elena. Yeah. it's good acting yeah she does so well at it i think also Catherine does such a good job of being Elena trying to be like she hits it to a T I think even when it's like talking to Matt and it's like oh I'm so sorry but she says something really insin like not insincere but something Elena would say that's not actually that caring about Matt and more about herself I can't remember exactly what the words were but I was like ah classic Elena (laughs) making it all about her (laughs) I also feel like Damon in this and this is like Damon's almost trying to taunt Stefan this whole episode um when it, they're talking about like oh what did happen between you and Catherine he's like oh we kissed you know when two lips pucker like blah, blah blah he's trying to taunt him this whole episode and I'm not sure where this is coming from I think it also helps to build up to like the end of the episode but I don't know why well I think he wants Stefan to fight him like I think he wants to like bring Stefan down to his level of like vying for it like bring like make them the same like getting for Elena's attention and I like that um Stefan really just doesn't want any part of it he's like no I'm not fighting with you nope. I also love Elena just being like guys who cares it does not matter <laughs> he tried to kiss me and what doesn't doesn't matter yeah yeah because she does not care Damon has gone so quickly don't you think from like because like, he talks about wanting to kill Catherine in this episode he's gone from like and I know we get that scene between the two of them and it sees it is just an act. But the fact that he like goes from even out loud saying he's obsessed with this woman to I'm going to stab her. Oh, yeah. I yeah. wrote down what, what he said because I found it hilarious. Where is it? I literally just saw it. Oh, yeah. Stake her, rip her head off. Something poetic. <laughs> just on the Damon and Lena like kissing and we'll get to it because it's at the end. Or we can talk about it now and do our favorite jump around. I don't mind. But... I do find Elena has such a tendency of like really manipulating Damon's emotions and using his feelings for her, for her advantage. And the second he thinks there's an opportunity, she like freaking crushes him. And I do feel like she's kind of playing with him a little bit. I think it's also like when he, when they're, when she's trying to kind of stop 
Stefan and Damon fighting and she's kind of talking about how it's all about Catherine and let's try not to make things worse like try not to rile Damon and that's exactly what she then does at the Lockwood house so she's like oh I like it's not that she thought he wouldn't kiss her it's that she was surprised she thought he thought she'd kiss her da oh, he's and she's she yeah, would kiss um, him back <laughs> thank you I I don't know well I, I agree that I think she manipulates his emotions a lot to get what she wants. But I don't think this is an example of that because I'm surprised that he thought she would kiss him back. Like, she, she, I think she's honest when she's like, I don't think I have feelings for you. You know what I mean? Like, that's how she actually feels. And I do think she's like, she does like manipulate him, but in terms of what she actually says, she's quite clear that like, it is just, like, this isn't the first time she's been like, this is ridiculous. You need to stop the flirting. No, yeah. I know I know what you mean in terms of like I don't think she's manipulating him his emotions in this episode, but I think mm-hmm. in season one she yeah, has. She and then for him to then to then like set it back of just like I wouldn't kiss you back. I do think she'd been they'd been getting closer, they'd had that bonding moments where like, you know, when they Stefan was like locked away and coming off human blood and they had all those bonding moments in the house and they were on the phone all the time and then leading up like you can see I agree that I think she's been honest but you can see how Damon might have been like oh has something changed like we've gotten closer I just I just don't think that is I get it to a certain extent but I just don't think that is Elena like she is I know I know the whole point is she's torn between two brothers but she is a fairly loyal you know I mean I think that's like not knowing her character I think he doesn't know her as well as he thinks he does no, but yeah. I'm saying it's like understandable for yeah. him to be yeah. confused, I think, if you're like on the outside type. I think he also reads into a lot of like any affection. He's like, <gasps> me. Um, I think maybe because he doesn't get it a lot. So when he gets any, he's like, oh, that must mean more than it does. Um, yeah. I mean, he doesn't get it because he's a bad person. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not saying he should. <laughs> <laughs> he does have a lovely scene between his two favorite milfs where he sits down with Carol and Liz <gasps> and has to like placate. I got that scene. He's like the mediator. He's like, we need to trust each other. Oh, it's so great. He's not a good mediator at the beginning though. They're like really yeah. going for it. I'm yeah. thinking, I get, I get Carol's like upset with Rich, that Richard's dead, but like at the same time, Liz was trapped in her office. Carol knew that she found Liz, and also Tyler is the reason that Caroline is like in a near-death experience and potentially dying in hospital and she's like having a massive go at Liz and I was a bit like Carol maybe well the the scene is after Caroline's fine so Liz will have been like Caroline's fine at that point because it's Caroline's in the but hospital would you get over the... it no 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 but also like her husband died the day let's get into this because her husband died the day before like literally the day before this is the day after and somehow she has an entire party planned and I think Carol's been planning for this for a while <laughs> I think Carol's ready for like any anything. <laughs> like maybe my husband. She just will got die a random week. social event prepared. <laughs> no, no, she it's it's like a bot. She has them all prepared, and she just needs to change the theme. Okay, theme. Richard's <laughs> funeral. Right. Do you think it's appropriate to rock up to your brother's funeral in a white linen shirt and vest? No, <laughs> no, I do not. So oh, enter no. enter a brand new character, Mason Lockwood. Hey. Oh, Mason. He just feels like a bit of an idiot from the get-go. <laughs> Are you not a fan? I don't know. I never warmed to Mason, you know. I feel like he's... No, I'm not a fan. No. It's okay. <laughs> I don't mind him. I like... I don't know. I've, I've, I've always been fine with him. Um, He comes. He's clearly got a little bit of mystery to him. We don't know much about him. He's the... Do they call him the black sheep of the family? Tyler does, yeah. Yeah, he's not like other Lockwoods. He's more interested in catching a wave than joining the Founders Council. Who could who could ever think of such a thing? Well, <laughs> Outrageous. Maybe, maybe I just like him because he's left. He's clearly left Mystic Falls behind and has gone out into the world, which I think is very hard for the people of this town. That that's true. That that is a point in his favour. <laughs> no, no one does that. No one could do. That. I also do like any time a new person comes to town, they're like, oh, how can we explain who they are? Damon will ask Liz and she'll give us a detailed rundown. <laughs> it's always. And I love that it's quite often a dramatic entrance because it does feel like there should be no cars in that driveway. And Mason just like drives up and parks it. It feels mm-hmm. like everyone's like, what are you doing? 
Mm-hmm. Why are you doing that? <gasps> Who is Which this leads- mystery man? Exactly. But it does lead me to the question, where do the Lockwoods park their cars? Because I assume they have multiple cars. I bet they have a garage that has yeah. all their 15 cars in it. Hmm. I would like if they had an under the house garage where they can line them up. <laughs> Oh, I can see It wouldn't that. surprise me. Because it's not at the back. We've seen the garden. No. It must be somewhere. Yeah. I guess Carol wouldn't want them on display, so they have to be hidden away somewhere. Mm, I wonder how she felt about Mason just, like, parking it there in the drive. Disrespectful, if you ask me. Yeah, not good. Not good, I feel. <laughs> She's worked so hard to plan this funeral. <laughs> and then there's the party. Um, I... This is where, yeah, I know we've briefly touched on it, but I feel like Catherine really shines at this party and I feel like she talks to Bonnie and then Bonnie's like on the phone with Elena and Elena's like, oh, I'm five minutes away. Um, and I think Bonnie, like you can see that she senses something from Catherine when she touched. So I think this is a kind of really good, really good scene. Um, and I like also that Catherine, like when bon- Bonnie tries to kind of like mind warp her and Catherine's like pretends that it's having a huge impact on her, like, ah, um, and then she's like... <laughs> This is nothing. Um, and you think something bad's going to happen to Bonnie, but then she flings the doors open. Um, and Catherine's like, oh, fair. Fair dues. That was quite impressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I fucking love Bonnie this episode. Like, I love how, like, strong she is going toe-to-toe with Damon and then Catherine. Like, she's so unintimidated. I think it's also, like, Catherine's so confusing this episode as well. Like, not only is she kind of toying with Bonnie, she toys with Stefan. It's like, oh, why are you here? Um, and she's things like, maybe I missed you. Do you. Don't you want to play with me? Like all this stuff. And we've got no idea what she's really after. And it all feels like it's all about, she's toying with them the whole time. And I also love that you don't get a resolution. Like we've no idea. No, I love that. I love that um, line where he's like, what games are you playing? And she's like, why do you want to play? And yeah. She's so like, I. She's so cute. I don't know why I would say that about Catherine because she's clearly like <laughs> the villain. But I just thought she's so cute. Yeah. She, but um, what she says is that she came back for Stefan, and that's what she claims is the reason. We also find out that she's the one that turned most of the tomb vampires, which I'm obsessed yeah. with. She was just a menace, creating problems in Mystic Falls. <laughs> Also, problems like for herself. Yes. And she didn't turn so many. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's really interesting when she says the stuff about Stefan and he's like, I hate you. I never loved you, all of that. And she's like, hate is the beginning of a love story, Stefan. But you can kind of see she is angry about it. So it does make you as the viewer be like, oh, is she is she back for Stefan? Because yeah. she's clearly worked out by that answer from him. One thing I think is, is great um, is like, the chemistry between Stefan and Catherine is so different than the chemistry between Stefan and Elena. And I don't understand how they do that because it's the same actress. You know what I mean? They feel like such a different couple. And I think they do it better than Catherine and Dave. I think, I don't know. I just think Stefan and Catherine have like this really in like relationship that's really like twisted and ugly, but she like says she loves him. And I think it's a very like interesting relationship for the show. I also think they make the dynamic really good in the sense of like they're not just and I know Stefan says oh I hate you but they kind of make it feel like there is more to it than meets the eye they're not just like oh Catherine down Elena up they're not like I don't know I think although the plan is to get rid of Catherine or kill Catherine or oust Catherine it still feels like she's got a part to play and it isn't just like oh Elena is the only thing Mm. here which I think is good did you also pick up on the line where Catherine says, "That's I hate you. That sounds like the beginning of a love story, not the end. Well, who said I hate you to who at the end of the episode? Elena said to, to Stefan that she hates Damon. So I was like, oh, yeah, oh I, I see that writers. Clever. I see what you did there. <laughs> I see what clever, you did. That's smart. That is smart. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, sorry, just after this Stefan and Catherine scene, why does Damon call Stefan Fabio? <laughs> I didn't write that down. No, what I happened? didn't write that down either, but what? <laughs> it's when, like, they're by the pond and Damon rocks up again. And, and like, he calls Stefan Fabio and I couldn't work out why. His reaction was really weird. He was like, whoa, put that away. Because Elena was, like, mopping up his torso. Yeah. And I was like, what? 
surely you don't have a strong reaction to vampire blood nor do you have a strong reaction to your brother's torso because like Stefan's been shirtless so much of season one that I like none of it didn't really make sense to me his like his response he was also doing like little punching arms like fight me fight me I don't know his whole persona in this episode is bizarre (laughs) I think it's also like he is it's it's also what Elena says at the end of like he wants people to hate him I think maybe he's just like a bit crushed that it was Catherine and it wasn't Elena that he wants someone to just like beat him up a little bit or like have a go at him if that will make him feel better or he wants to get in a fight but he doesn't know how to start it and I think maybe that's also why he's like trying to provoke Stefan a lot because he's just like crap the girl that I fell for like I thought she kissed me back and she didn't and she's made it abundantly clear that yeah. she never would have in a million years he's so toxic like again go to therapy stop taking this out on everyone oh he lied to elena at the beginning of season one do you remember when he said he was in therapy when he was like (laughs) trying to stir the (laughs) he's never been to therapy not one second no 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 he's he's maybe he's maybe dated a therapist i'm sure i don't know i I feel like he probably has and they've like and she's tried to diagnose him and then he's killed her who hasn't he dated (laughs) like let's be exactly yeah Something I thought was really distracting in this episode is obviously there's been a break between seasons, but Steve McQueen, who plays Jeremy, has clearly like buffed the fuck up because his neck is twice the size as it was last season, definitely. (laughs) A million percent, but I've also, on my notes, I've got that Paul looks really weird and I couldn't identify why like has he gotten skinnier has he I lost think he's a lot of weight? like I couldn't work I think out. he slimmed down so I think Jeremy buffed up and Paul slimmed down and then they had a couple of scenes next to each other where I I noticed the same thing I was like this looks weird for some reason yeah and I couldn't work it out the whole time but also I was doing it Alice or I was watching it on the train on like the tiny screen and taking, <laughs> taking notes on my phone so I couldn't see so clearly as to what was happening on Jeremy, I also feel like, so you get a few John scenes, you get Stefan threatening John earlier in the episode, which, like, you get to see the kind of powerful side of Stefan, which I feel like doesn't come out that much. Stefan, like, goes for it. You're right, hon. Yeah. <laughs> Stefan, Stefan goes for it this episode, because, like, when Jeremy wakes up if, at the very beginning, he, like, so aggressively grabs his face and he's like what you're doing is stupid and I know it's meant to be a tough love but I just feel like it's a bit of a maybe respect Jeremy's boundaries like he's not your brother he's Elena's little brother like as far as we know they don't have like the closest relationship at the moment and I feel like he really forcefully like gets into his personal space and I know it's meant to like shake him but then also once Elena's out to like threaten John and be like I'm gonna turn you into a vampire and I'm gonna watch you despise yourself for the rest of eternity whatever i'm like god you're really you've, you've got some anger today <laughs> it's been a hell of a day they've not they've not remember yeah. at that point they've not slept since founders day god no, he's like vicious this episode and i think what what is like because i think stefan's character can easily fall into like the trope of being really boring when he's like just the perfect brother i do like that they kind of like mur the waters and he does have this like streak of like genuine protect like genuine anger which normally comes out and it's quite scary and it normally comes out when he's like protecting elena is when he turns to be like almost his most cruel like he was cruel to john yeah the fact that he'd happily do it to John when he knows that he, we know from season one, like he's made Damon turn and he's had to like live with that guilt and he would very happily do it to John if it like meant that it was helping Elena. Stefan should also think about the rest of the world because no one wants an eternity of John Gilbert. Oh gosh, could you imagine? He'd be so insufferable. But I freaking love how much Elena was like, I'm so glad you threatened him. I think that was good. Like, <laughs> and they had another weird hug. They love the a eyes. long hug. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, they love that hug every time it happens. So that's I just think of you guys, and I'm like, oh god. So sorry. The reason I brought up John in relation to Jeremy was then John and Jeremy have this kind of hard heart before John heads off. One thing I'm shocked by is that Jeremy is giving John the time of day after John just murdered his girlfriend the day before. The day before the 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 day before (laughs) literally like why is he speaking to john and why is he having any sympathy for john like this is wild (laughs) 
also, how is how is John out of hospital? Vampire blood. Must have just he didn't get vampire himself. He didn't get vampire blood, did he? Yeah, he did. Stefan, yeah. Stefan Stephen shoved Stephen it down his throat. Oh, he did. Yes, yes, yes. I thought he just threatened to. And I was like, that was mean. Nope. <laughs> oh, no, he fully, nope. fully shoved his arm. Did part one. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, so sorry, Alice. I know you're trying to talk about this scene and I keep throwing other things in. What I really want to know <laughs> is what did they tell the police? Like, who snuck into the Gilbert house, cut off John's fingers and stabbed him? Like, what do you what do you say to the police? Again, this I guess the police is Liz, right? Well, no, but this comes back to, I don't love Liz. I don't think she's a very good sheriff because it doesn't seem like they put any effort into solving anything. And we've only ever seen the police cover murders up. We've never seen them try and solve anything. No, no. And at this point, they're more concerned about like Richard and Tyler, which I get is fair because God, I want to know. But like... They don't seem concerned that there's like potentially a different type of murderer. They shouldn't be letting John leave town. Like they should be like, no, this is an active investigation. You have to stay put. Yeah. Yeah. But if he stays put, he's becoming a vampire and he's no actually you know what? No one likes John, including Liz. So she's like, Yeah, leave. Fine. I'll send flowers to whoever did stab you. Yeah, well, because to be (laughs) fair, the day before, John hit her over the head and handcuffed her in her own office. So like (laughs) Yeah. Maybe maybe it was Liz. (laughs) Do we want to talk about the ending? Wait, Albion, did you have something you wanted to say about Jeremy? I felt like we just used time to say about the ring. To be fair, it was just the one point of like, how on earth are they having this conversation? I agree. Um, agree. He literally, John literally just killed his girlfriend. What? And they're having this bonding moment. Your father hated vampires, do you know? I will say also on this scene, I feel really much more relaxed with some rules about how the magic back to life ring works like i didn't like that it was just anyone could come back at any point i liked that they were like no it has to be a supernatural person killing you and i like that rule and it makes me feel a little bit better about the ring even though i still think it's bullshit that there are two rings and now jeremy has one (laughs) yeah because like the the two for two gilberts but like what if there were three sons are there always two gilberts men (laughs) well there were three though because there was jeremy and his uncle and his dad so there were three at one point yeah but i guess in each generation though but grayson never had a ring because john had grayson's and alaric has john's so what was grayson doing no john only got grayson's when grayson died i see got you thank you i was a bit like how how callous to like take your brother's ring (laughs) when you've like given yours away to a vampire (laughs) who just asked for it and you gave it to her like sorry this this is what does really annoy me about john when he's like he's talking about how much he hates vampires but at the same time he's like setting henry up on match.com and like teaching him how to do his laundry and working with Catherine and isabel and it's like i don't really get john's position on vampires like sometimes they're fine but like the idea of stefan with elena it's like awful but he's so happy to stay in touch with isabel and help her look out for elena even though she is also a vampire like i don't don't get it yeah it's really inconsistent i feel like he thinks of people as exceptions to the rule like isabel but doesn't allow any that aren't his exceptions Mm. i'm just glad he's leaving town bye bye all right bye john (laughs) We won't miss <laughs> Okay, then we can talk about the the big ending. So, first question: Who is better at one-liners, Catherine or Damon? Catherine. Catherine. Damon says it's him, and I think he's wrong. A million percent. He is wrong. <laughs> I think it's funny actually because you do so think. Charismatic. Yeah, I feel like Damon seems charismatic in like most of the first season, quite a lot of the early second season. He's the witty, like a bit cheesy, but like you know, he comes out with some good stuff. Um, next to Catherine, he looks incredibly cheesy, not witty at all, and just like a bit of a, I don't know, wimp. Yeah, yeah. I feel like with Damon, it comes across like it. it, it you can tell it's an act. Whereas with Catherine, it's just like she, she doesn't give a fuck. She's fine. She's naturally just iconic. She's so iconic. I think she's. Are you gonna kiss me or kill me? And you think that he's gonna like? It's so good. She knows exactly what he's gonna do, and it looks like he's gonna like. He threatens her, puts his hand around her throat on the floor, and then kisses her. Of course, and you know it. 
I got it. And you could see how annoyed she is when he stops to ask her the question. And she's like, oh, I just, I just want to have sex. Like, can we, yeah. can we not do this right now? I think it's also so clear that she doesn't care at all for Damon. Because it's like, oh, she's bored when she he asks the stuff. She's just like, ugh. It's not like, it's not like she's like, oh, what? Or, oh, like it's ugh. And we get a really good monologue from Damon. I, I actually really, like, for thinking of like his character in the first season, I actually really like, like this little bit for him where he's like you know we can start over I can forgive you everything like I think this is another we, we've talked a lot in the past that like Damon's only ever like honest with Elena I think this is another moment where he was completely honest with Catherine and genuinely put cards on the table of like how he felt and like we could move on from this if you just say like you love me or like you know you loved me more than Stefan and and Catherine with the the like knife to the heart of it was always Stefan mm. yeah. it wasn't even it's Stefan Moore it was I've never loved you like such twisting the dagger mm. just like he was a little plaything for her I don't think and, and maybe this is controversial I don't know I don't think Catherine loves Stefan either I think she thinks she does because if you loved someone you wouldn't like be dating their brother like I don't think she loved I, him. No. I also think if she did genuinely love him, like it would have taken her less than 145 years to get back in touch. Yeah, she wouldn't be compelling him. Like I, ju- I, I just don't believe Catherine here. No, no. My thing is, I think she doesn't like him loving someone else. Like I don't think she loves him. I think she loves him loving her, mm-hmm. and she loves Damon loving her and I think that's why she came back to see Damon that's why she was bored she just once she thought like oh Damon will definitely give me attention and stuff like that like I completely agree I don't think she cares I also think she loves the idea of Stefan like she loves him in his kind of perfect boyfriend phase like she loves this like caring guy she I don't I don't know I think just like the persona of Stefan she wants for herself yeah and I yeah and I think it's almost like I think it's all coupled with the idea of she wants to be like the kind of person who could be in love with Stefan and who he could love her. Like it's kind of tied up with this of like her wanting to be a different person. And it's probably the closest she's ever like felt to love in like a romantic sense. But I I just don't believe she loves him actually. But yeah, she definitely doesn't love Damon. God, no, never did. Which then brings Damon to... Elena's room and she asks him which I think is a really stupid question of like have you been drinking because when is Damon not drinking <laughs> fair play good point <laughs> yep he's just fully like forced himself on Elena this time like it's not it's not a nice moment to to watch hate it no it's horrible and you can see his kind of desperation which is like obviously not excusing it but it's awful to watch from both sides it's like you can see him trying to push something that's not there you can see him kind of almost about to snap and then you know the truly outrageous moment when this fucking loser has been rejected by a lady so he snaps her brother's neck this is unforgivable this is yeah and it's so sh- like after all his character development I know you kind of this episode is a build up of he's gonna snap but what he does after kind of all the build up in season one it's shocking like to the audience I mean it's like, unforgivable what he does but like even to the like you're not expecting it I think quite mm-hmm. what happens and they do it really well because they don't show you in the goodbye scene between John and Ger- Jeremy that like John gives him the ring so you are like oh my god Jeremy is dead this is this is it and it's like so close you never thought that Damon would do anything to hurt Elena including like protecting yeah like I think that brings in like Matt and and Jeremy do you know what I never twigged until this watch I've seen this several times I thought that Damon thought he was killing Jeremy he thought he was turning him into a vampire and I feel so dumb that I never put that together because he literally goes if you want to be a vampire (laughs) I think I had forgotten he still had Anna's blood in his system yeah which is not much it's better. not no it's not it's not much better no. but it is i it, i all i always thought that he would like straight up was like only killing jeremy and i was like that is insane it's still unforgivable but it is it is different yeah yeah it's, it's not like he's never gonna see jeremy <laughs> yeah. again i think what's also interesting is they do leave it on such a um on such a unknown like did damon know did damon see the ring what like was his intention i don't believe he saw the ring because I don't think anyone nope. knew until like 
he wasn't acting in like a cold calculated way he was acting in an emotional way so he was making an emotional decision to fucking kill a child and he only he only like picked jeremy because jeremy came in to be like are you okay elena like why is this guy forcing himself on you <laughs> do you need Wh- help? why and so like it wasn't it wasn't planned <laughs> why what's happening what's going on um, so it wasn't even like he knew jeremy would be around yeah. like jeremy just came in to help his sister and got killed in the process also poor jeremy what an what a couple of days his girlfriend's been killed he's found out all the stuff not too long ago about vampires even existing and what happened to his old girlfriend and then he just gets killed and brought back to life yeah and he's what 16 15 16, i think this poor kid yeah. he also got told yeah. off screen in this episode that his um sister has an evil vampire doppelganger running around and that just happened off screen who, oh who stabbed, who stabbed his uncle he's got a lot going on everyone's had a had a tough few days in yeah. mystic which will always circle us back to why do they stay leave this town <laughs> i'm sorry i actually wanted to say earlier uh, when we went past it one at one point a character went doppelganger hijinks ensued and i think that's a great summary for season two of the vampire diaries <laughs> god that is that is just season two yeah yeah that's so true oh and it it ends so Jer- jeremy's come back to life and then Catherine's at caroline's bedside oh my god i love how they end it because it's like we've all seen it we all know what happens Catherine kills caroline and then it ends with just like it's silent and it's just like Catherine's feet and the sound of her heels like just calmly walking away i loved it it's so really good. creepy as well. So I mean, good. I fucking loved when she was like, I've got a message, game on. And then start suffocating Caroline, Jesus Christ. Game on, boyfriend. Game on, boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And it's it's oh. so good at taking like a character so removed from the story for the second half of season one. Like Caroline's story for half like has just been she's dating she's dating the quarterback and she wants to win a beauty pageant and that's kind of like what she's been doing but Mm. then to like now bring her into the fold i fucking love it Mm. oh my god it's it's so so good good. so i think it's time to move to our first stat segment of season two so we are keeping track we are keeping track of Every t- how many times a character kills another character, how many times characters come back to life, and all the relationships in the show. So, what are we adding for our very first episode of season two? Two deaths. What did you say, babe? Two yes. deaths. Um, Jeremy killed yes. by Damon. So we're adding it onto Damon's. Damon's cat. Yeah, and Ka- Caroline killed by Catherine. Yeah. So sorry, I just didn't pull up my things earlier. This brings us to another thing as well. I now think, and I want your guys' thoughts on this, do we now need two stats, like kill counts, one overall and one for season two so we can keep track of like who killed the most this season and our overall one for two? I think I so think too. So. Yeah. That's yeah. okay. Well, I've not set up that yet, but I, I could tell Sorry. you... Damon's overall total is he's now killed 25 people and Catherine has now killed three people. Do we know how many of the tomb vampires she turned and does that count as to her kills? I think we have to like know more. Because we we need to see them. We need to see them or like know for sure. I think that's too vague. Also because I think you could argue like she turned Damon and Stefan but Giuseppe killed Damon and Stefan. So, like, we actually don't know how those people died. Like, did she kill them? Did she just give them her blood and they somehow died because it's Mystic (laughs) Falls? Like, is that fair? Makes sense. (laughs) Um, And Jeremy has come back. Yes. So, a new wearer of the Gilbert Ring. Jeremy has now joined our Back to Life chart, (laughs) our Resurrections. He's got the ring. He'll be there prominently, I feel. Oh, I think so. (laughs) Okay, so for this episode um so as this is the first one of season two i'm just gonna send you guys a little something it's not that exciting okay so 
what I have sent you to see is the promo image for season two of The Vampire Diaries because it makes me giggle. It's a terribly put together shot of all the cast in a graveyard where everyone is different heights and sizes. So clearly they didn't like take the photo together, but it looks fucking awful. That also, there's like no color scheme. No for all of them like you can tell everyone's like what is rick wearing like rick and caroline are on like a similar one jenna's in purple stefan looks like he's a ballroom dancer which i would have nothing against (laughs) but like it doesn't work on this yeah there's no yeah let alone color scheme yeah dress code levels of formal somewhere in leather jackets versus suits caroline stood on like a grave like what is happening like none of it makes sense also Also, matt's expression (laughs) (laughs) that's ridiculous Um, but also like Nina Dobro's hair is curly like is that Catherine great point it's so weird that also like look obviously it's meant to show the love triangle but don't you feel like Ian is too close to her face oh yes. god yeah. I was just staring at that and I was like he looks like he also his eyes look like about to roll into that like he looks I don't know looks very sensual in a creepy way so that's for you to enjoy. Yeah. I'll tweet that out. And I will say whenever we get to new seasons, we'll talk about the promo images because I've looked at them all and they are all a time and choices were made. Um, so this one is just this one is just bad. And so like how poorly it's like composited because everyone's the Photoshop. The Photoshop is so everyone's bad. weirdly different sizes. Yeah. Like it's bizarre. They're so clearly like never together, like Bonnie and Tyler and Matt. All three of them. It's just like, it, I can't look away from that one. That's like a car crash. Those three together. It's just like. <laughs> Jeremy's also looking his over his shoulder, looking really sad. Who, who is he looking at though? Well, in this, it would it would look like he's looking at David, Stefan <laughs> and Elena. But I'm like, I think I think they've taken that from a previous episode where he's like looking at Anna or Vicky or something. Like, yeah. I don't know. But... <laughs> um, so the tagline for this season were, was, how many will die so one can live? I'm guessing the one is Elena. Well, we're mm. going to have to watch to find out. We are, we <laughs> are. That's for us to know and for you to dot, 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 dot. <laughs> um, Also, uh, so in an interview with Kevin Williamson, he was talking about why they had uh, Damon kill Jeremy in this episode. And basically it was because Damon was too beloved in season one and fans responded too strongly to his character and they really wanted another year of Stefan being the hero and they wanted to keep that dynamic going. So they were like, oh, he has to do something unforgivable. Oh, he'll snap Elena's brother's neck. And then Kevin was like, and it didn't work. People still loved him. (laughs) (laughs) Because everyone loves a toxic bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Though I'm so team Stefan in this. Yeah. Like, just, definitely. Yeah. You should never forgive. Like, Elena should never forgive Damon. Like, never. Because if, if we think about it, right, at this point in time, Damon has slept with her biological mother, yes. killed her and turned her into a vampire, mm-hmm. and now killed her brother. And he, and like, actually, like, Manipulated another relation. Abused her best friend. Yeah. Tried to kill her other best friend. Mm-hmm. Killed Stefan's best friend. Like, I will never get over how quickly Stefan gets over Lexi. I know we're not on that episode, but I will like, never let it go. <laughs> it's still insane. Um, yeah. Also, this episode, we were first introduced to Mason Lockwood, played by Taylor Kinney. Um, in my mind, he's best known for being engaged to Lady Gaga. Um, but looking at his IMDb, I really enjoyed that he's part of the Chicago universe, which is a series of shows I've never heard about. But he stars in Chicago Justice, Chicago Met, Chicago PD, and Chicago Fire. So there is a whole world out there that I know nothing about. What is wow. what is Chicago? He's engaged to Lady. He was engaged to Lady Gaga. Yeah. Did you know that? Have we not talked about this? Ah. No, I didn't know that no. either. That's that's wild. This shocks me that we've watched episodes with him in, and I haven't been like he was engaged to Lady Gaga. Yeah. He. No. I'm, I'm, if yeah. if you've ever seen the U and I video, um, he's the guy in that, and they met on set in that video, and then like dated for like four or five years, I think. Wow. I think he'll have been dating her when he was on Vampire Diaries. It was around this time. 
Do you think she came to set? I hope so. Oh my god. I hope so. She, she was on an episode of Gossip Girl. Why didn't they get her for Vampire Diary? Should have done. <laughs> at like at a dance, like one of the decade dances, like just get Lady Gaga in. She actually she has played a vampire, but she would play such a great vampire. She really she would. it's yeah. it's what she did in American Horror Story, but she should maybe she was inspired to take her role in American Horror Story where she played a vampire because she came to the vampire diary set. We can only hope. That's a rumor I'm now spreading. Consider it fact, people. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Um also the also finally the song playing in the background when Bonnie and Damon are talking at the Lockwood party is the fray how to save a life. Um Caroline Candace K Candace King was married to the phrase Joe. They're no longer married, but that was her husband's song. So lots of talk of partners this episode. That actually reminded me there's a bit where it's when Catherine and Stefan are going. It was a very nice acoustic version of Break Even the Script. I was mm. like, this is very nice. Just a, just when we're on music. They do good um, classical renditions. They did it at the um, Miss Mystic Falls as well of like pop songs. I really enjoy that. I will say, for for the show that likes to make really obvious choices with um, song selection, I have to give it up for the restraint they've showed on where they used How to Save a Life and that they didn't use it in like a hospital scene where someone was dying. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very true. <laughs> um, so... That's it for this week. We are back bringing episodes every single Wednesday. So we're back to our regular release schedule now. I hope people have come back to listen. I'm afraid everyone's gone away forever. But <laughs> you, in the meantime, you can contact us, share your thoughts and feelings. And how can they do that? They can. I didn't know if Alice was going to go. Um, they can. No, I forgot it was our cue. So I just had a moment of like, ah! <laughs> they can um follow us like our photos keep up to date with the relationship chart and stats and all the kills um on instagram at missing mystic falls pod uh you can also find us on twitter x whatever we're not, it is we're not calling it x currently we're not calling it x i refuse no, it's awful <laughs> r.i.p bird um at miss mystic pod yes and if you want to be a good friend of the show you can go onto your podcast app of choice and give us five stars and we'll be back next week bye bye, bye. bye.